0: Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
1: Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson.
2: Happy Friday, everybody. You made it. Job well done. Appreciate it. Old school brought to you by Sandhills Global. Check them out. They're hiring today. Go to sandhills.jobs for more information. Sandhills.jobs. Get to it today. If you're looking to change things, now's the time. And Sandhills Global is the place. To do it. 402-464-5685. Start him in text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline if you want to call in, contribute, add to. Hit us with a what up and we can have a conversation. Video streams are up. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Oh, last night so Jay, get you, first of all, thank you for coming down uh, to Tanner's and hanging out uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, and, and congratulations on being smart enough to get out of there at a decent uh, hour because me and Jake did not. <laughs> How long were you there?
3: They shut the place down We
2: were uh-huh. there You help them clean up? We were, the, Yeah, like we were there when the taps are being cleaned Oh, <laughs> you were
3: Wow <laughs> Wow I you know, was talking about them in the back Like, man, these two dudes need to go Why are they
2: Well, it wasn't here? No, well, one So, I mean, the owner was there Yeah And then we were joined by Sean Callahan And then we were joined by Mr. Chamberlain
3: <laughs> Oh Java
2: Java showed up hmm. and I I have to I met Java years ago in Baltimore when he was with the Yankees so I didn't know I don't know you know I, I didn't engage that way but last night <laughs> you, know, you you just hang with somebody and go okay this is my dude right like this is my like I get right. it like I, I get the 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 Jabba, Same, right? Great storyteller. Um, doing some really good things uh, with, with broadcast. Uh, uh, some award-winning stuff. Good stuff. Um, and then just chopping it up with the owner from Tanner's. And, of course, the ideas start bouncing off and you start coming up with all the ideas. And at, at about 11.30, uh, I was thinking, Jay Foreman is, is, is a genius because I knew I wasn't getting out.
3: Yeah, I just watched the half, of the second half of the game. And I was like, "Yes." Yeah,
2: I, I knew I wasn't getting out, and we got kind of got hyped because there's some folks in the bar who made uh, some bets on Duke in the second half, right? Ooh! Yeah. And they were like, "Okay, so we're taking Duke in the second half because there's no way they're going to play the way they played in the first half. So take Duke in the second half." Mm-hmm. And of course, as Duke makes its run and become, you know, does Duke type things, right? Ooh wee! Ooh! Did he get a little testy? Oh, he no, he got fired up.
3: Yeah, Duke did the thing. I want to give a shout out to my man Ramon Walker II. Do Sixth it. man for the, the Houston Cougars. True freshman. Son of one of my one of the best teammates I ever had, Ramon Walker from Pittsburgh. We used to call him Money. The funny thing is, Money is about uh, 5'11, 6'0, but could hit. You know, let's mm-hmm. call him the, like ra- call him the rattlesnake because he coil and hit you pretty 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 hard. I think his wife played basketball at Pitt. That's where all the height come, comes from because I think his son is like <laughs> six five six six. So I was texting him last night. Of course, the game was late. He's like, "Man, I'm on pins." He's like, "I've been I've been so." He's like, "I've been nervous for two days for this game, and I can't do nothing." You know, and so it, I mean, it's pretty cool to. I remember when his son was born, and now you turn on him. He looks just like Ramon. And he's out there balling. You know, the one guy got hit in the in the uh, yep in the in the in his privates, yep. and then money. You know, Ramon's son came right in and hit a nice little mid-range jumper. And you know, for a true freshman to be playing that much um, because he could start out a little slow this year is is a, a good deal. So uh, you know, it's always it's pretty cool to see you know your your friend's son out there balling.
2: Here's the weird thing: is that Houston's two best players aren't even playing.
3: Yeah, you couldn't tell.
2: Right? Like, they're, they're number one and they number two aren't playing. Oop. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> right, yeah, so they, you're going to get yeah. those years back. Uh, yeah, I. it was what you we were talking about during the week, that this is a group of kids who really are uh, – they understand the mission.
3: They just play. Right? I like, mean, they're just going to just – be in your face, <laughs> physical, and they ain't backing down from. I mean, they they just representing the city of Houston, the grimy part of city, and they're you know they're all good kids, and and uh, you know Calvin Sam Samson he coaches them hard, holds them accountable. Um, they seem to thrive on that because I think what was it number fourteen doubled down on the post too much, and they got hit with a three. I mean, little Calvin Sampson was all over him, but then, you know, he didn't blink and he came right back out and started playing better D. So, um, you know, and they play with a nice little sense of poise. you know, anytime, uh, like Arizona kind of tried to creep back into it or they had a couple of defensive breakdowns, you know, they were able to rally themselves. So, uh, you know, I thought last night's four games were, were all good games. I mean, Arkansas, uh, pretty much was, like I said yesterday, um, I thought Gonzaga was going to win because I would have thought they learned their lesson from Memphis. Mm. But Arkansas is a better dressed up, uh, tightened up, you know, team than Memphis. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're older, but they play the same, same you know, same way. In your face, athletic. They're going to give you full pressure or three-quarter court pressure. That, you know, there's no playoff. Um, extremely athletic, uh, quick to the ball. So that's where you saw um, one of their players that get a ton of um, – you know, long rebounds. Where even if you think you're boxing out, he can beat you and get it. Uh, second chance points, and they were extremely physical with Chet Chet Holmgren. Even though he had 14 rebounds and was a little bit more effective, but he was pretty much nullified. I mean, uh, you know, whether he's a number one pick or I know he obviously he's going to be a lottery pick, but he, I mean, he's a guy that has a, a you know, he, he's going to go extremely high. He has a long way to go to be effective at the next level. Because he doesn't have the quick twitch to get beat you off the bounce, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, being that tall and he can shoot outside, and especially when you're in high school, you know, he's eight inches taller than everybody at least, <laughs> right? He's seven foot one. Yeah. He's probably even nine most of the time. You know, when you can shoot at, shoot, shoot like that from the outside and you're built like that, they always say, oh, he's the next KD. See, KD can – can, yeah. and here's the thing. KD off the bounce can go right past you. Mm-hmm. He can't. Because KD is actually more physical than people give him credit for just because he's built like – He's blade. He's, yeah, he's like a <laughs> he's blade. Right. So um, it was interesting to see um, also how Arkansas nullified um, Gonzaga's point guard. You know, because he was the guy that kind of – Yeah, Timmy, He didn't
0: score until this, late in the second half.
3: Right. Timmy, I think, learned from that first game against Memphis because he balled this whole game, mm-hmm. you know. But I think with the point guard, I think they really they realized you know what Timmy's gonna do his thing. let's just say, okay, he's gonna get between twenty two and mm-hmm. maybe say thirty points. whatever happens whatever, whatever gonna happens, happen. happens, just make them work for it, yeah, let's do just be physical with Chet and let's pick one of those three to get, and they got the point guard um and plus it's a great matchup for them because then their point guard I think had twenty one points and he was mm-hmm. very efficient. Uh, Or they're one of their you know one or two guards. So
2: a lot of run out stuff too. They They did a
3: lot of passing lane steals. Yeah, it's quick when you when you think. I mean, playing against teams like Memphis, Houston, um, Arkansas, Auburn when they were really playing. I'm really disappointed how how they choked. But just how you know (laughs) you know you know like the like the Miamis and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like seeing it on film, ball pressure and the way that they can jump in the lanes is different than when you, if you're not used to playing playing in in conference. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying all the time. It, it so that's slowed
2: of, down for you. It hasn't slowed so down. for So if you, you. see that's it like every different. once
3: in a while, which Memphis and Arkansas is uniquely different than anything that they played against. Mm-hmm. Majority now they might play like a you know a specialty game and you know may, might be over in Maui and link up with somebody. But when you play, you know in the sec and you're playing against the likes of tennessee kentucky auburn arkansas you know even when vanderbilt was kind of like a hard out um texas a&m you know where they got some dudes this is just that's it Take it catches people by surprise and uh you know that's just what you know that's what i think really hurt him i think the pressure and the 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 lack of space which made them extremely extremely uncomfortable it was not a clean game for gonzaga
2: so, I kept thinking of Nolan Richardson. Like, yeah. Remember the old 40 minutes of hell. Right. And what they used to do to folks was just to wear them down. Right.
3: And that's what exactly – that's what right? happened.
2: Passes right. become a little sloppier. It was a fatigue makes cowards of us all. Mm-hmm. The passing lanes, the that the normal passes you think you're making, you're not making. Right. Your body's just not responding. And then your bounce gets thrown off. Right. And then your balance gets thrown and off. And you're thinking and, too much. Right. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, I can't do the basic things – in normal, comfortable movement that I normally do because this cat is here, and he ain't going anywhere. Right. And first trip down, second trip down, seventh trip down. Ain't th- nothing happening. Right? It's just you're hitting the gas pedal and nothing's happening. You pointed out early that defensive teams excel. Yeah. Is that what happened? Was this a defensive win Or was this an offensive win? For Arkansas? For Arkansas. It was
3: defensive. I mean, because that defense took away one of their better players, which essentially was a big part of winning the game, but it allowed them to get some easy, um, you know, runouts and points and and get in the rhythm offensively. So they didn't even expend any energy on on offense. You know, then when they did, they were resting. Anytime they made a run, they were like, okay, we're going to rest a little bit because we're going to try to get a good shot. But once we know whether we make that shot or not, we know we about to wear you down again, and ch- she <laughs> and then that maybe I remember one time they were up by two, they missed a shot, came down, got a stop, hit a three, went kind of three quarter press, boom, up by seven. One, it was one, it was two, two, it was one three pointer and two like mid range, you know, layup shots going to the hoop,
2: and, and it kept and, happening. Yeah, it kept happening. Like it was funny you hear the announcers go, yeah. They're getting close, but watch this. Right, and then it would third pass in the sequence, and you they jump get, it. They jump the route, and yeah. uh-huh. off you go. And you
3: got to give muscleman Musselman, Musselman a credit because you know his dad, Bill Musselman, was one of the first coaches for the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, obviously he's a lifer. He's extremely good at uh, in-game adjustments, game management, game management, situational basketball, and then you then you mix that in with athleticism and pressure, and to be able to be multiple, it really, really helps, you know, really is, you know, would set them apart. Um, and then also, you know, obviously the excitement that he, uh, you know, you can see that energy that comes from him. To oh, his that
2: end-of-game energy. That yeah. last dunk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where you
0: recognize, oh. You see Let's one, see one coach it. is up jumping up and down, that turned to Mark a few, and he was just –
2: what what does this say about Mark Few? Does this change no, perspective, per, no. per, per, perception, or is is he exactly is it he is exactly who we thought? You they know, it's kind of like it, right? it's
3: kind of like Tony Bennett with Virginia. You know, for a while they always were you know close get to, the to cigar. get to sweet sixteen, and it's you know in order. When, I mean, a lot of things about winning a championship, especially in a, you know March Madness, is the matchups, the matchups, mm-hmm. the matchups, the matchups, and mm-hmm. I think with Gonzaga, a lot of times. They've been matched up at certain points of their, you know, obviously NCAA runs. That's just the total opposite of what, um, you know, they are. I don't think they played that well either the last two games. I don't think they played well against Memphis or Arkansas. But you also can't take anything away from those two teams because they made them play, um, you know, not up to par. So,
2: should but should should Gonzaga be good enough at this at uh, this moment? Should they be good enough to not be pressed into somebody else's style of play?
3: You sh- they should be, but you got to think. Last year they had Jalen Suggs, who was the ultimate eraser of any any type of. Yeah. He would have been going all night through through Arkansas oh, stuff. Yeah. So you got to think. You, you 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 accumulated Chet at, at, at I guess a lottery pick, but he's not a guy that can dictate the outcome of the game. You lost a lottery pick. Then how? Who could, how, who could how dictate? Is, okay, go ahead. Go because Jalen Suggs had like the the offensive team shoots. Gonzaga gets it, Jalen Suggs gets the ball. They go into a three-quarter press or man-to-man three-quarter, Jalen Suggs has the ball. Mm -hmm. He's the table setter, so he can dictate the outcome because as much as they wore Gonzaga out, yes, he could wear them out. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, when you have a – I mean, it's kind of like when you get into playoff baseball. That that dude with that ball, he can eliminate some really, really good hitters mm -hmm. if he's on. Mm-hmm. I mean, good pitching and defense and playoff baseball goes a long way, and it keeps you around, and it keeps you. I mean, just imagine if you, you know, I'm just an analogy to baseball. If we're all three, like you're the three here, hit- or you're the three hitter, you're four, on five, and we're used to kind of doing our thing every game, and then here we go. We got we're facing their three aces, and they're all on. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're going to start chasing pitches. Now we're going to not be as disciplined in there. And That's the same thing as basketball. I mean, pressure bust pipes. I, I just was I just was a little shocked that Gonzaga wasn't more prepared because Memphis and Arkansas isn't much different except for maturity and coaching, you know, obviously longevity there. So it's, you know, it's a little bit, like I said, more to tighten up. But Memphis gave you a scare of that. And so when you watch Arkansas, you're like, oh, yeah, we've seen this before. So we got to be ready. And, you know, Arkansas was like, oh, the young boys, that try to be like us are doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, you could even say Memphis has not
0: better players overall. Well, maybe I don't know, but they have Skills. like one. They have at least one player that is better than Arkansas's best player.
2: But but that's not that's not what what Sweet Sixteen basketball is. No it, no it, it, no. Sweet Sixteen basketball is my ability to beat you with my third or fourth guy. Yep. Like the first guys okay in that space, but Arkansas's third guy was picking off. He had three steals last night. Uh, two, uh, three offensive rebounds right. in the second half, uh, and then deflected three balls that right. were, were entry passes and made them reset, yeah. put them late in the shot clock, on the sideline with seven seconds left mm-hmm. instead of an entry pass being allowed with seven seconds or ten seconds and allowing dude to do work. Right. Best players are great, but having those other dudes now I get the well, if the, you got the, those a week, are the, those are the guys. I
3: call those guys the. The pregame story, story guys. Mm-hmm. You know, all he was, you know, he's the third option or he, you know, fought an injury off early in the year and he hit a shot, um, so forth and so on. I will say this, though, since we talked about the Metro, we're talking about talent inside the state. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see Hunter Salas get in there when one of their guards got in foul trouble right away, had a good defensive series, got a ball, got to, you know, got to the rim and made, it, made a nice little basket. So, that I, I mean, I'm always.
2: Is that the right spot?
3: him well i mean i, was, well, I mean well, i don't well, know
2: well from playing time playing t- think of chuck oh playing i mean uh, uh, versus, yeah i mean versus that's versus i mean Hunter's that's
3: i mean that's all kind of how you know if they both get to the third year in college and they're going in first round then you got there just a different way yeah. you know what i'm saying um yeah you know, obviously they are two different types of players you know i think you know chucky was in my this is my opinion i think he was college ready by his sophomore year you know what I mean? But, I think. But,
2: well, that's what that was the I, conversation we were I, having. I think was, like he commit, uh, when he committed to Wisconsin, he was, it was, he, he it was could, perfect. He could have
3: probably teleported himself to Wisconsin at that point. It was and, perfect. And he would have been able to handle himself in Big Ten basketball as a sophomore in high
2: school. Do you think Hunter would have been able to do that in the Big Ten?
3: I think he can play anywhere. I just think look, you, when you go to Gonzaga, they were stacked. the number, and number they had one. the number one and they had the a number year, one recruiting class. So it's different where – it's totally different because they talked about it with Houston last night. That Calvin Sampson has it has a certain he recruits certain types. It's just like Villanova, Jay okay. Wright. They recruit certain types of players mentality, so it makes him easy. It, they said he's actually a more efficient recruiter as an older guy, an mm-hmm. you know, older gentleman, or whatever you want to call it, that. He can go and look go with, and look for what he wants. Same thing with Wisconsin basketball. Chucky Hebron is like I mean, he's a point guard, you know, like the to me the perfect point guard coming out of high school, but he fits Wisconsin basketball. I do think he would fit at Nebraska as well. So don't don't think I wish he was in the real you know, I think grid, he'd, grid. I, he'd fit in just about in, anywhere. anywhere. Right. He's can, a perfect he's he's a point guard. He's a point guard. Whereas like where where Hunter, you know, he's he's in the, part of the number one recruiting class on number one team preseason in the in the nation, with some guys coming back that were some dudes. Just mm-hmm. because you're the number one recruiting class doesn't mean that there was a bunch of scrubs there. You know, everybody kind of envisions maybe the Fab Five where they, you get these five and they go, come in and they start and they change. Your, you know, some guys it takes a little bit. I think, I think they would develop him. I think it's a good spot for him. I think that, uh, you know, he'll do well and I think he'll, you'll see a big jump in his playing time and production next year because he had some games where he really got off mm-hmm. and it wasn't against like, you know, no-Name State. No-Name no State. So, um, you know, I was just happy to see him in there and, and doing well. Just yeah. like, you know, you're happy to see Chucky do well, yep. so forth and so on.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. good stuff around. Uh, we'll toward the break. We'll come back. It's Friday. Rico, tell us what's up when we return to
1: 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.